guys. Welcome to another episode for you from Eve. We are back with our second to last Evemus episode. I have decided to combine Evemus 23 and 24 because this episode came out a little bit longer than my other ones. And I'm actually recording this on Christmas Day because when I recorded yesterday, which was Christmas Eve, um, I recorded in the morning. And my episode, my microphone didn't come out. And I recorded the whole episode with horrible quality. And by the time I was like done recording, I just had like a crazy day. So I'll tell like the whole story. I had, I thought I had work at 11, but I had work at 10 because I normally do have work at 11. But I guess because it was Christmas Eve, they were like, get in early, get out early. But I totally forgot. So my alarm was set in the morning. So like I thought I, I, I had the intention of waking up and going to work at 11, right? So the day before, I was like, you know what? If I want to record this Christmas Eve episode, I should really wake up earlier and record it before I go to work. I'll record my Christmas Eve episode and my Christmas Day episode right before I go to work in the morning. And so I woke up in the morning and I got ready. I did everything I had to do. And then I'm sitting down in my office and I'm recording my episode and I get a notification on my phone that I have to clock in for work. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I thought I was supposed to go into work at 11, like not 10. So I rush out of my office, literally like end the episode. And I rush out of my office and drive to work. And I try to like record at work with a headset that I have, but it did not. The quality was so horrible. And I was really upset because It was like a 40-minute episode, like it was a good episode, and I really liked how it came out. Like I really, really liked like the way I was speaking, and now I have to literally remake everything I said somehow, but I really did like how it came out, so I was really upset that I couldn't like go through with it, but the quality was way too bad that I was like, there's no way I upload this. Like I could not make you guys listen to it, so I was like, I guess I'll just wait till Christmas Day and combine my episodes, and right now it's 12 p.m., I slept at like 2 a.m. last night because my family from, you know, other states are staying with me right now. So we stayed up pretty late. And so now my people are like on my way to my aunt's house, but I wanted to get these episodes done before I went. So once I'm done with these episodes, I'll be able, sorry, I shook the microphone, but I'll be able to enjoy my Christmas. But I hope that if you guys are maybe having a bad day right now, this episode will help you. There will be another episode uploaded tonight at around 7 p.m., about my New Year's resolutions, and that will be the last Evemus episode. But let's go ahead and get started with this this week's episode. This I mean, this day's episode. Also, yesterday I chose the giveaway winner um, for my giveaway. You guys can check out my Instagram for that. I'm gonna be having a big giveaway coming up on in February for my one year on for you for me. So definitely keep an eye out for that. I'm like already preparing things for it, so I'm really excited for that. But let's go ahead and get started with this episode, which is going to be grocery store essentials. And I'm also going to be talking about how I – because I live in a family home, so I feel like if you live by yourself, it's a little bit easier to meal prep and to have your own section for things and stuff because it's like – for me personally, obviously, if I lived alone, I wouldn't have like a bag of Doritos in my pantry, right? So I wouldn't be tempted to eat it. But because I live with my family, my family will eat Doritos or something. I'm more tempted to eat it and I feel like I fall off track more and it's harder for me to be self-disciplined and stay consistent. So I feel like when you live alone and you kind of just like cut cut off that option, it's a little bit easier to stay consistent with your eating. And it's like 
for meal prepping, you have more space to meal prep. You have all your things that you need to meal prep, etc. So I feel like when you live alone versus when you live with your family, it's going to be a little bit or a lot easier to kind of stay consistent with it. But as someone who lives with their family, and I think most of my audience lives with their family or lives in a dorm with other people, and it could be harder to you know, have space. We're going to talk about that a little bit later too. But first I'm going to start with grocery store essentials. So to start off where I get my groceries, I get my groceries. So this is just like where I live in the area. I know a lot of people here are from like the UK and I don't think you guys have a Trader Joe's there. So um, Trader Joe's is one of my favorite places to grocery shop because it's so cheap. Like it's so affordable. However, Whole Foods is another place I shop. Whole Foods will have better quality, cleaner ingredient food, but it'll be so expensive. So Trader Joe's will not have the best quality, but it will be affordable and a better alternative. Whereas Whole Foods, you're getting a whole food. You know what I mean? You're getting the real thing, like no junk. It's the cleanest thing that you can have. So there's definitely a big difference with Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. So There's certain things I go to for Whole Foods. There's certain things I go to for Trader Joe's. And in the summertime, when the weather is like a little bit nicer, farmer's markets are the best. So the number one thing on my list for grocery store essentials is fruits and vegetables. So if you have the opportunity to go to farmer's markets in the summer, or if you're not, if you're in like a one season, you know, if you live in California, I'm pretty sure they have farmer's markets all the time. Maybe for a few months they stop, but Farmer's markets are the best. My dad goes to like an indoor farmer's market. So I personally don't really buy my own fruits and vegetables. My dad will buy them. But sometimes if I want like raspberries or we don't have have raspberries, I'll get raspberries or avocado or something like that. So fruits and vegetables are definitely number one on the list. There's an endless amount of things that you can make with them. And they are, I love vegetables. I like vegetables more than fruits. I'm not the biggest fruits person, but that's because I like salty over sweet. But recently I've been getting really into fruit. The next thing I have on the list is collagen and protein powder. So protein powder, I feel like I lack on a lot. I feel like for as much as I work out, I do not have enough protein in my body. And I think this is a big reason why people don't see results. Um, I think it's a big reason I don't see results either is because I don't match up my protein with the amount that I'm working out. Protein powder is something you can get from Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. You can order it online at Amazon. You can get it from so many different brands. Same thing with collagen. You could get it in a grocery store. You can get it online. And they're really good to put into your smoothies. So if you have one smoothie a day, there was a point where I was having one smoothie a day during quarantine. Maybe I need to get back into that because when I was in quarantine and I was having one smoothie a day and my only workout was going on like walks, I looked so much better than I do now. And now I've been like working out for a year and I look the same that I did when I started in my pit. Not the same. I definitely like shed a few pounds and got toned in certain areas, but I felt like for a year I should have done more. And I think it's because I'm not having enough protein. So I think putting protein in your diet is a huge, huge benefit, obviously in so many ways. And when it comes to collagen, collagen, if you don't know what collagen is, it's basically a collagen booster for hair, skin, and nails. So it's helped my hair so much and it's helped my nails a lot. Like I notice my nails when I, when I'm uh, taking collagen and when I'm not, you can get vegan protein and collagen powders, but I think that they honestly are an essential, especially to the smoothie game, essential, essential. So I think having collagen and protein powder is huge in your diet, but collagen is different from biotin as well, which I think is an important thing to remember. So biotin for me is not something I ever liked. 
for a lot of people, biotin makes them break out. It's supposed to be for hair, skin, and nails, but it makes a lot of people break out. And for me, I couldn't really tell if it made me break out because I've always broken out. But for hair, it does help your hair grow. It does. It did on me at least, but it makes hair grow everywhere. Like hair grew everywhere faster, not just my head. And I feel like that's a really big downside unless you have like laser treatment or something. So that was something that I really couldn't deal with um, was biotin. Like I did not like it at all, but I wanted to like strengthen my nails and stuff, especially because my nails had gotten so weak from doing gel manicures and everything. So that was, that's number two on the list, collagen powder. Number three, ginger shots or immunity turmeric shots. I'm not even kidding when I was having a cold. I know it sounds like I have a cold right now, but it's because I slept with my window open and I'm a little contested, but ginger turmeric immunity shots, you can get them from Trader Joe's Whole Foods, literally anywhere. You can order them online. You can make your own. When I had a cold, what was it like two weeks ago? When I had a cold, I took one every morning and every night along with like immunity tea and all this stuff. I'm not even kidding you guys. I felt better in three days, in three days. Like it helped my throat so much. So I highly recommend taking ginger shots every single day. If you can't take it every day, maybe every other day, something like that. I think ginger shots are amazing for you. Next up on the list we have is vitamins. So obviously vitamins for each person are going to be different. So my vitamins I take is vitamin C, which is obviously an immunity booster. Vitamin B12 and vitamin iron are really, really good if you don't eat red meat or you just like lack on meat because that's where you get the energy from. So B12 is basically a vitamin that conserves food into energy. So that's kind of better if you're not having meat and there's so much iron in red meat that you kind of lack on it. And you could tell when you're low on iron, like I know days like where I feel super lightheaded, it's because I didn't take my B12 or iron vitamins in a few days. And I don't know why when it comes to vitamins, I don't know if it's just me. I'm so bad at taking it. Like, I don't know why, but I'm just so bad at being consistent with taking medication or taking vitamins, but it's like the easiest thing to do. So obviously vitamins are different for everyone. You could take probiotic, magnesium. I would take a vitamin test if you've never taken it. I know you could take some at home, but I think those are more expensive. So if you're able to go to a doctor's office and do it under insurance, I highly recommend looking into it. Cause like we don't really focus on like what vitamins we're lacking, but maybe this is the reason why we get headaches or low blood pressure. Like we have no idea. So I would really advise all of you to do that. I've been slacking on it too, but I think I need to kind of redo that part of my life as well. Number five on the list is having bread. So certain types of bread. So for me personally, um, my favorite type of bread is sourdough bread. And sourdough bread is actually really good for you because it's super high in antioxidants and it has a lot less gluten than regular bread. And then the other bread that I put are food for life bread and Ezekiel bread. So these are gluten-free breads. I've been trying to have gluten-free bread, bread more than bread with gluten in it, obviously, because I just feel like I've given up dairy, I've given up coffee, like I've given up all these things to see what's affecting my skin, but I've never given up gluten because I've been scared to give up gluten and see what happens. But recently I haven't given it up, but I've been kind of cutting down on it a little bit to see how it's affecting my skin. And I feel like my skin is clearing up from not having it. So I think gluten, you know, gluten is not good for us. So if you're able to cut it out in your bread, those are some options for you. Next, and this is kind of random, but olives and olive paste. So olive paste is like a Turkish spread. I'm sure they have it 
in American grocery stores, but there actually is some on Amazon. If you search up like Turkish olive paste, it's going to be like the first thing that comes up. It's so good. And I can't eat like avocado toast without it. My boyfriend makes the best avocado toast with like sourdough toast, avocado, olive paste, feta cheese, tomato, tomato, cucumber. It's the best avocado toast I've ever had in my life. So having olive paste and like on avocado toast is the best. My friend Toasted Table on Instagram, you guys could check her out. She makes it with this dish sometimes. So you could check out her recipes when it comes to avocado toast. She has an amazing avocado toast page. So I highly recommend having her on. But yeah, olives, they're so good for you. They're my favorite snack personally. But if you don't like the texture of olives, which I feel like that's why a lot of people don't eat olives, then I recommend olive paste because it's still healthy for you besides the sodium levels. And I don't know if there's that much sodium, but I'm sure if it's olives, it's salty. Number seven on the list, spirulina powder. So spirulina powder is basically just like a superfood green powder with that's you're going to get all your greens in. So it's basically just like a little powder that you can get. I don't know if you can get it at Trader Joe's. I've only gotten mine at Whole Foods, but you can get it online as well. But it's just something to put into your smoothies and it's really, really good for you. And if you're someone that's not that great at eating your vegetables to get your greens in, then I highly recommend like getting spirulina powder because you'll be able to like put one spoon in to your smoothies every day and you'll be getting your greens in just from that smoothie. Um, and it doesn't really taste like anything depending what you kind of overpower it with. So if I make a smoothie with like pineapple, mango, and banana, and I put spirulina and almond milk in it, I'm not going to taste that spirulina because the banana and everything that's going to overpower it, but it doesn't really taste like anything. It kind of smells a little bit bad if you just smell it, but it doesn't really taste like much. The next thing I have on the list is brown sugar and cinnamon. The reason I have this on the list is because if you guys are daily coffee drinkers like me, I love coffee. And I feel like a lot of us don't really realize like when we make our coffee in the morning, like if we're someone who has coffee every morning, I don't think we realize like how much sugar goes into that coffee, whether we put creamer in or like regular milk in or we just put cane sugar in it. And cane sugar is so, so, so bad for us. Like I don't think we even realize how bad cane sugar is for us. So I just feel like when it comes to, you can have the alternative, um, you should definitely take it. And brown sugar is good. And I feel like it's cinnamon is like, it's, it's the best like thing ever, but yeah, cane sugar is really, really bad for like gain weight and heart, uh, heart conditions, heart diseases, diabetes, there's just so many things and it's just not good to have a lot. Obviously, if you have a little bit, it could boost up your blood sugar levels. Like if you have like in moderation a little bit, but that's not even a good thing because if you consume too much and it like increases your blood sugar levels too much, that's what causes diabetes and all these heart problems. So cane sugar is so bad for you and it's not good for your skin. It's not good for your body. It's not good for the inside or outside of your body. So I highly recommend finding an alternative. Brown sugar is definitely a better alternative. Cinnamon, try to like look in your creamers. The number one advice when I have when it comes to all these essentials is look at your labels. You don't necessarily have to look at the calories, but looking at what's in the, you know, the almond milk you're buying. So if I buy an almond milk and I see almonds, water, and sea salt in the ingredients, beautiful. That's exactly what I'm buying. I'm buying almond milk. But if I see almond milk and then I see almond, sea salt, sugar, this, that, and there's like 36 ingredients. I'm like, why does it take 36 ingredients to make almond milk? Especially if you're listening to this and you live in the US, 
the ingredients that we have are way different. Like some, we can have a bag of Doritos and someone in Australia or someone in Europe can like have a bag of Doritos, right? Let's say someone in Europe has a bag of Doritos and someone in the U S has a bag of Doritos. The ingredients are different. We as like in the U S we care about our food lasting longer on the shelves than we do about what it's doing to our bodies. And that's just how it is in the United States of America. So for us, it's like, when we're eating things, we're eating things that are way worse for us than people in other like countries are eating them. So I just feel like read your labels and be very careful. Obviously, if you're picking up a bag of Doritos, you know, you're not like eating anything great. But at the end of the day, like there is so many added chemicals and preservatives inside of our food that we have no idea about because we just like want that quick thing that's going to make us full for a little bit. So just read your labels, please. Next thing I have on the list is coffee and tea. So whether you're a coffee or tea drinker, I highly recommend getting you know, your little caffeine. And it's actually really healthy for the average human to have one cup of black coffee a day. Obviously depends what you add to it and how much you have in moderation. I used to be someone that had a lot of coffee throughout the day and now I'm good at like having one or two cups a day. So I've gotten better at that. Next thing I have on the list is eggs and avocado breakfast staples. I'm not the best at, I don't like eggs or avocado, but I'll have it sometimes. Like it's very rare that I have it though. Like I'll only have it if my boyfriend makes his avocado toast. He makes an avocado toast with like olive paste and then he has his avocado toast with scrambled eggs. Is it scrambled eggs? I don't know what kind of eggs it is. I think scrambled, sunny side. I don't know. Those are the only, that's the only time I'll really enjoy eggs and avocados. So I'm really picky with my food. Next thing I have on the list is dark chocolate. I'm a big milk chocolate eater, but milk chocolate is just so bad for us that you have to go with dark chocolate. So if you can find something with cacao, I know Whole Foods will have the cleanest one, but Trader Joe's also does have a really good selection of dark chocolate without dairy in it and made with cacao. Next thing I have on the list is gluten-free pasta and pasta sauce. So gluten-free pasta is honestly not that big of a difference than regular pasta, depending how you season it with your sauce. Banza, Banza or Banza pasta, it's like the orange box. I think they sell it at Whole Foods. That's where I got mine very good pasta, honestly. It's all about how you season it. I don't think like the noodles really taste that different. In my opinion, I've been having gluten-free pasta for kind of a while now because I just feel like if that's like a way I can cut out gluten and still enjoy my meal, that's like a really easy way to do it. So I highly recommend gluten-free pasta and pasta sauce. Next thing I have on the list is brown rice. This is also a good way to kind of cut down those carbs and be a little bit healthier. I honestly sometimes prefer brown rice over white rice. So brown rice is a really good thing, but obviously white rice isn't the worst thing for you, but it's just if you need a better alternative, brown rice is the one. Next thing on the list, frozen fruit and ginger. So these are great smoothie essentials. Ginger, you could even like pickle. Like I do pickled red onions too, where you just slice it up really thin and then you boil water and you get like a mason jar or I put it in like a closed mason jar and I'll put the pickled onions in one and I'll put the ginger in the other. And then you literally just put like white vinegar, salt, and the boiled water and you let it sit in your fridge. Now you have pickled red onions and pickled ginger. Like that's all you have to do. It's so easy. So having those and you can also put ginger in your smoothies and obviously frozen fruit is for your smoothies. I eat frozen mangoes by themselves because they're so good, but you could obviously do it either way. The next thing that I have on the list is coconut water. So I personally don't like drinking coconut water on its own. I used to, but now the taste is like it's just like not my favorite taste anymore, but having coconut water to put into your smoothies is very, very good. Or if you want to make a green juice in your blender, then this is a good way to kind of juice it up is like regular water and a mixture of coconut water and regular water. So 
If you're able to do that, I highly recommend doing that. The next thing I have on the list is flax and chia seeds. And the next thing after that is oats. So if you can make overnight oats and put flax and chia seeds in them, that would be, it's, it, you don't even taste them. Like you could feel the texture of them if that, but flax and chia seeds are super high in antioxidants and just like a really good superfood. They have amazing heart benefits. So incorporating them into your smoothies or putting them in your smoothie bowls. I put them in my, like if I make a pliable or pliable, oh my gosh, if I make like an acai bowl, I'll always top it with chia and flax seeds because you don't even taste them and they're so good for you. And they're just good to like have that added in. Um, and you could also make chia pudding. I've honestly never made chia pudding. I always say I'm going to make it, but I've never made it, but I wonder how I would like it. And oats are obviously great for making overnight oats. If you don't know how to make overnight oats, literally you get a mason jar. You put oats. I'm not going to give you measurements because I just eyeball everything, but you put oats in. I put a mashed banana because I like that banana, like little sweet banana taste. A scoop of protein powder. You could do un, like unflavored vanilla, chocolate, whatever you want. Um, and then flax seeds, chia seeds, cacao nibs, and then I'll put some cinnamon and then I'll put the almond milk or coconut milk, whatever milk I have on top of it and then close it up and put it in your fridge. You don't want to make, you want to make sure the milk doesn't overflow it. You want to make sure the milk is like leveled with the oats and then you leave it in your fridge and you wake up and your oats are like soaked in that milk. So it's perfect. You just want like a little bit excess milk over those oats. That's it. And then you mix it in the morning, you top it with some fresh fruit and it's so good. Um, the next thing I have on the list, number 19, is coconut aminos. So if you're someone that likes sushi um, or you like to have soy sauce with your rice or you're like you like to season your chicken with it or something, I highly recommend getting coconut aminos because having like sushi is definitely a better alternative than having like pizza. But when we have it with soy sauce, the amount of sodium that is in soy sauce is disgusting. Like there's so much sodium in soy sauce. So if you're able to get like coconut aminos, which has so much less sodium than soy sauce and tastes very similar, I highly recommend doing that. Um, next thing I have on the list is rice paper. So if you don't know what rice paper is, it's basically like a wrap, but it's made out of like very thin rice and it's like a much healthier alternative. And if you want to make like spring rolls at home, this is a really good alternative for it. You can put like avocados, kale, spinach, peppers, tomatoes, cucumbers, maybe not tomatoes. That would kind of be a little gross. You put it all in there, you wrap it up, you dip it in the coconut aminos and you eat it. Super, super good. Emma Chamberlain actually in one of her videos, it might be called the cooking video. I think she uses rice paper. So if you want meal and spo, you can go to that video. Number 21 on the list is hummus, whether it's spicy hummus or regular hummus, just great to dip carrots, celery, pita chips, crackers. Mary's Gone crackers are really, really good crackers that you can get from Whole Foods. They're very clean, probably the cleanest crackers I know on the market. So those are some brands I recommend and you could dip it into hummus. It's a better alternative than dipping Lay's into sour cream. So the next thing on the list is getting a milk. So my personally, my personal favorite milk is macadamia milk from Whole Foods. And it's like six like it's like a six dollar not even a gallon milk it's ridiculously expensive but the ingredients are just macadamias water and sea salt like that's what you're going to get when you go to whole foods you're going to get clean clean milk whereas when you go to trader joe's you're not going to get the cleanest quality milk but the macadamia milk is so good even though it's so expensive i don't get it all the time but if i'm at whole foods i'll pick it up it's literally so so good it's like my favorite alternative to dairy milk the next thing I have on the list is coconut yogurt and and then like these are like going in order. I have coconut yogurt, granola, agave, or honey. So obviously making a yogurt bowl. You can get yogurt from any grocery store. 
top it with granola. You could get gluten-free granola, granola, fresh fruit, agave or honey. I like agave a little bit more than I like honey. I really don't like honey, but I also don't like agave. Like I like agave, but I'll put like almond butter or something on it. Like I'm not crazy about honey. I like, I really don't like honey. I remember when my throat was hurting, I was having like three spoons of honey a day. Like I would have one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night, just a spoon of honey. I would just like eat it. And I really hate the taste of honey. I don't know why. I mean, my throat feel really good, but I hate the taste of honey. Um, but I highly recommend if you like it and you like something a little bit sweeter to kind of put it over your bowls. Number 26 on the list is dates. So a really good snack I have. So the next things on the list are dates, nuts, almond, and peanut butter. So this is one of my favorite post-workout snacks or kind of just like post-dinner. I have a sweet tooth snack. So you take a date and you take the pit out of the middle, right? And you spread this date open and you smear peanut or almond butter. I prefer almond butter. I don't really like peanut butter that much. Actually, I don't really like peanut. Not that I don't like peanut butter at all, but I just don't like it as much as I like almond butter. So I'll smear almond butter in the middle of this date. And then you take an almond and you stick it in the middle of that little almond butter date. And you close up the date and you have a little snack. Some people dip it in chocolate. So some people like melt cacao chocolate and they'll dip it in and they'll leave it in their fridge. Me personally, I don't do that, but I feel like that could actually be really good too. Um, But I really just love having that. That's a really good way to get some extra protein in after your workout. Like you could literally make them, leave them in your car. And then when you're done with your workout, I'm always hungry after my workout, always, always hungry after my workout. I'll grab the date from my car and I'll eat it on my way home. So it's such a good snack. It's so, so healthy. Um, and it tastes really good. And I'm not someone that's like a big advocate for like all healthy food tastes good. But when I have something good, that's healthy, I talk about it a lot because I feel like a lot of people, including me have always thought like you can't have something healthy and taste good, but there's certain things that really are healthy and taste amazing. The next thing I have on the list is kombucha. So kombucha is a great probiotic and it's so good for your digestive and immune system. Kombucha is made with like apple cider vinegar as well, which is so good for your immune system. Um, but it's such a natural probiotic and it helps your digestive system. So if you're someone that has trouble bloating or you kind of get like stomach pains throughout the day, first of all, take a probiotic. Um, and if you have like really bad ones, I would take a probiotic and have kombucha. If you're not having bad ones, I would just try to incorporate probiotics into your daily routine, whether it's like with a probiotic yogurt or with kombucha. So kombucha is known for being super good for gut health. It kind of just feels, and I know it kind of takes a while to get used to the taste. Like I'm someone that I don't even like juice. I don't like soda. Like I don't really like these drinks. Like I don't enjoy them. Like I'll never just grab a soda out of the fridge and drink it. The only time I'll have a Coke is if I'm having Chinese food or if I'm having sushi. That's the only time I like having a Coke. I need to like fill the cup up with ice and have Coke with it. I don't know why, but when it comes to Chinese food and sushi, I need to have Coke with it. But like, if I'm having pizza, I don't want Coke with pizza. Like I'll never just have Coke. Like I know there's people that just will grab a soda and start drinking it. The only time I'll ever do that is if I feel like, you know, you just like feel like you have to like burp or you feel nauseous. If I feel nauseous, I'll grab like a ginger ale or seven up and drink that, you know, like a seven up with like lime or lemon always helps me when I'm nauseous. I feel like it's the shock of the seltzer and then it just like makes you burp a lot, which is kind of gross. But if you ever feel nauseous, I recommend having like a 7-Eleven or a ginger ale. Like you will feel better. That's literally what makes me feel better. The last thing I have on my list is green juice. So green juice for me is something that I like 
will go like a month with having a green juice every day and then I'll go a month without having it. Like I'm really not consistent with it, but you can make your own green juices with your blender. You can buy a juicer from Amazon or you could buy green juices. I know it'll get a little bit expensive to buy a green juice every day, but something you could do is you can get like a gallon of green juice. Like I know this brand called Suha or Suja or something has like big gallons of green juice. Just read the ingredients to make sure there's only like vegetables in there. And they have this like big gallon of green juice. I think it's like three or four bucks. And what you can do is you can dilute it with water as well. So you can fill up half a cup with green juice and the other half with water, whether it's coconut water or regular water, because sometimes this flavor of green juice or like the feeling of it when you drink it can just be like way too strong for you. So if you're able to kind of just like dilute it with water a little bit, that'll help you a ton. So I highly, highly recommend doing that if you can. Having green juice every single day will help your skin so much. Like I honestly am so lazy with it, but I really should do it because I remember there was a point during quarantine where I was having a green juice every single morning because I just got my juicer. So I was so excited. I worked at a juice smoothie place for a little bit. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I worked at this like juice smoothie acai bowl place for a few months right before quarantine and a little bit after quarantine. It was totally not the vibe for me. Like it was totally not like the job for me. Um, I just, I just was not like, it just wasn't for me, but I had like, it was a very healthy place. So I always got, I always had juices there and you could definitely see the difference in skin. There's this influencer. I don't really know if I'll call her influencer, she's like a personal trainer, but her name is Melissa Woodhill. And she posted this like YouTube video. It's probably still up. Um, what she eats in a day. And she says like she, when she struggled with her skin, she had one celery juice every single morning. And like that helped her skin. She's like, I'm not even kidding. I had one celery juice every single morning and my skin got cleared. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do that. And I started to incorporate celery juice into my routine and into my diet more, but I wasn't having it every single day, but you see the difference. So Green juice is so, so good for your skin, good for your body, good for your digestion, good for everything. Like vegetables and fruits are just good for everything. So those are my list of grocery store essentials. Something I want to share with you guys, which I thought was so interesting. I wish I could tell you my source. I know it was from a podcast. Maybe the Skinny to Confidential, maybe Ed Milet. I know I suck for not giving this source, but I'm going to share this fact anyways. Basically, a lot of people who begin to eat healthy, right? A lot of people that begin to eat healthy. Um, let's say like for me, for example, right? I've never really eaten healthy my whole life. And now I'm starting to eat healthy and my stomach starts to hurt. So this actually happened a few months ago. So I, not a few months ago, maybe like last year, honestly, where I was eating like my whole life. I've just like not been eating great. I've been having pizza a lot and junk food a lot and snacks a lot. And then all of a sudden I started to have green juices every day. And I used to have those like those date snacks with the almond butters and the almonds and, and like granola and all this stuff. And I'm eating super, super healthy, but my stomach was hurting at the end of each day. And I was just like, why is my stomach hurting if I'm eating healthier? Like I didn't have any dairy. I didn't have any gluten today. I didn't have a lot of sodium. I didn't have a lot of sugar. I had such a clean day of eating. Why does my stomach hurt? I thought this was super interesting fact. When we eat junk food, right? When when the average person, if the average person has a lot of junk, and this isn't everyone's body, but this is like a known thing, but obviously not everyone's body is going to react to this. So when you have a lot of junk food, your stomach kind of builds up this 
your gut and your stomach builds up this border of junk food because when you're eating junk food and you're not eating great, your stomach's not, your food isn't going all the way through. And this is why people struggle with digestion, digestive problems is because your stomach's not going all the way, your food's not going all the way through because you're eating so badly and it builds a barrier around your gut. But this is why your stomach doesn't hurt is because it has this barrier around it. Whereas if you eat like that, right, and you have this barrier, but now you're only eating healthy, it's breaking down that barrier of junk food and it's completely clearing out your gut system. And because it's clearing out your gut system, it's like your stomach's hurting because your stomach's not used to it. Your gut isn't used to this. So it doesn't have that barrier to kind of protect it anymore. And all the food is kind of just going through. And this is why your stomach is hurting. And it might like stick onto that barrier for a little bit. And you might struggle with like bloating or constipation or something for the like beginning of it. But I just thought that was so interesting because like I'm someone that eats healthier than the people around me from like what I see. So when I'm complaining about my stomach, but my friend's stomachs are fine. I'm like, why is my stomach hurt? Like I ate so healthy just now. And it's because I don't have that barrier. So I just feel like that's so interesting because... I don't know. Maybe that wasn't that interesting, but I thought it was super interesting to find out. Um, So if you are taking that transition, like let's say you listen to this episode and you're like, that's it. I'm going to the grocery store tomorrow, getting everything I have to get. Like, you know what I mean? And you're, and you're on it. You're like, I'm motivated. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to clear up my skin. I'm going to, you know, fix my gut issues. And I'm going to have the body I always wanted. If you are in that mindset after this episode, first of all, yay. I'm happy that you're into that mindset, but also like, just know it's going to be a slow transition. Like don't try to do a million things at once. Like for me, if I eat super healthy, like no gluten, no dairy, no carbs throughout the whole day, and I'm having a a complete like plant-based food, my stomach will hurt and I'll have like a piece of bread or something because I'll be like, this carb will like help my stomach and it helps my stomach. Like it's insane how that like one piece of bread helps my stomach. So sometimes there's little things and it's just like, okay, you just have to slowly transition into it, you know? And obviously it's like not that easy to like slowly transition into it, especially if you're like in that super motivated go, go, go. But at the same time, it's way healthier for you and much better to kind of just like slow down and let your body get used to this new change that you're putting into your life. For me, my biggest struggle was always working out consistently or eating healthy consistently. And I've got the working out consistently part done. And I did it in such a, I talked about my workout journey before where you know, last year, the month of January, the whole month of January, I forced myself to work out every single day, maybe took like one break a week, but I forced myself for like 21 days to be super consistent with my working out. And then once I kind of did that after the month of January, I subconsciously like needed to be going to the gym without even knowing it. Like it felt like it was part of my routine and part of my like daily life. And it was just part of my lifestyle. And I feel like when I did that, like I just kind of kept going and going and now it's December, it's almost been a year and that worked for me. Doing that 21 days of forcing myself to move my body for 21 days and obviously you could take rest days if your body needs a break, but having that 21 days of going to the gym and doing that all in January and then being able to like stay consistent with it and falling in love with it because those days in January, like when you're in bed and it's raining and you got your periods, you have cramps, the last thing you want to do is go to the gym. But I forced myself on days like that to go to the gym. And I think for reasons like that, and because I forced myself through those 21 days, that's why I'm so consistent now. So that's kind of my 
idea. And I think that's kind of what I have to do for healthy eating. But yeah, it's never been easy for me to eat healthy. Um, you know, it's never been easy for me to pick the healthiest thing off the menu when I go out to eat or to pick the healthiest thing to cook when I come out of the fridge. And I think a really big reason to that as well is because meal prepping is what goes into eating healthy. So if you don't meal prep your food, like you could buy these grocery store essentials, but if you don't meal prep with them, they're going to go to waste. And I've had so many times where my food went to waste because I never meal prepped it. I got the motivation to go grocery shopping and start this healthy lifestyle. And then I would come home and I wouldn't even meal prep my food. And meal prepping is so important because especially if you like are busy, let's say you're at school all day or you're at work all day and then you come home and nothing's ready for you, you're just going to pick the easiest thing that there is to eat, whether your family ordered pizza and you're like, well, I just want to eat. So I'm just going to eat the pizza that they ordered, or I'm just going to make this sandwich in the fridge because it's easier than making a salad or it's easier than making like a gluten-free pasta, whatever it is. And you're going to pick that kind of easier alternative to go through instead of, you know, having that like meal prep thing that you made. So that's kind of why it's so hard for us to stay consistent with eating as well is because we don't meal prep our foods. And honestly, my biggest advice for you is if you prioritize meal prepping your foods with like the essentials and the ingredients that you make, you're going to be all set. Like that's where you're going to like be healthiest when it comes to, and that's how you're going to stay consistent. So obviously if you live in a shared house, whether it's with your family or your friends at college, whatever it is. I highly recommend just having your own stations and your own sections. If you have the room to have your own mini fridge because you just have so much stuff, maybe that's something you should invest in. Um, But for me, I just have my own little sections in the refrigerator. I share my fruits and vegetables with all my family members, but I have a few things in the fridge like my pickled onions and my pickled ginger or my overnight oats or my yogurt or something. That's kind of like in my section of the fridge. And then in the pantry, I have two shelves that are kind of like, just for me. So those two shelves are kind of hold all my ingredients and all my snacks. They're like big shelves. So I'm lucky enough to like have that space that my parents give me in the house to kind of like have my own food Um, because it is expensive and you like, people don't really want to eat it either. It's not like people like will see flax seeds and be like, can I have some? Like, no, no one's, no one wants that. You know what I mean? So if you're able to kind of have those sections in your house, I highly, highly recommend doing that. So that's kind of my advice when it comes to um, staying consistent. But yeah, so I, that's something I've always struggled with. Um, but I feel like, you know, new year, new me. That's what everyone says. But yeah, that's kind of my advice when it comes to your grocery store essentials, how to eat healthy. When it comes to eating consistent, you really do just have to eat intuitively. You don't want to force yourself to have to do anything. And I think that's why I never did like that 21-day thing with eating because I hate switching my mindset into that because I've seen my mind my mindset shift. You know, I've seen it shift kind of negatively if I'm like being forceful on the way I'm eating I've seen the way my mind will kind of spiral a little bit and the way I'll get into it and it can be super unhealthy and not good for your mind to be like that because you don't want to focus too much on what you're eating but obviously there's people who can't really have dairy or are sensitive to gluten etc so it's it's really it's really hard and I know it's a sensitive topic for a lot of people but at the end of the day we need food food to fuel our bodies We need to nourish our bodies with good foods and that's the number one tip if you want to clear your skin, if you want to heal your body, if you want to just be healthy, it's about what you're putting into your body. So that's my advice and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of my grocery store essentials. I will list all my essentials. That's actually going to be a really long description if I do that. I'm trying to think if I should do that or not. You know what? I'll do it. If the the text gets maxed out, I'm sorry if the description looks ugly, 
But should I do that or should I put it on an Instagram? I'll put it on an Instagram post. I'll do that. I'll put it on an Instagram post. So go to my Instagram. I'll have it posted up today. I will have another episode up today at around 7 or 8 p.m. about my New Year's resolutions. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode so much. I love you guys so much for all the support. I can't believe this is the last day of Evemas. It's going to go so – it's going to be so weird to go back to, like, weekly posting. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys are having an amazing Christmas. Spend time with people you love, whether it's your friends, your family, your boyfriend, whoever it is. Um, I love you guys so much and I will talk to you later tonight.